Hi, Michelle. Hi. So um, it's really great to talk to you again. And now we're going to do sort of a, I don't even know if I'm even going to call it a mock coaching session because I mean, we're kind of doing it for real. It's just the first time I've done it where I recorded it and I'm going to be sharing it um, on my podcast. But I think it's of high value to everyone to, first of all, learn from our questions and answers and just the process and also to understand what a coaching session could look like for people. So I think there's a lot of potential value here for people. So I'm looking forward to this. And I thank you for being willing to be um, open and share your life with us here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's it's great. So in, in short, Michelle is an actor and a comedian and a performer. That's what you do. And that'll come up in our conversation, I think a little bit later as well, how that has played into her dating life. Um, but there's a previous episode uh, that I recorded with her. where We talked more about just like dating in general in New York and at her age and for women and online and all of that kind of stuff. So I invite you to check that out. I will link that episode in the show notes below. But today I want to talk to you, Michelle, more kind of like it's just you and me in the room, which kind of is. And let's um, let's dig into a little bit, you know, some of the things that you're struggling with, because as we were talking before we started recording any episodes, it occurred to me that it would be so brilliant, really, for us to to get into some of the questions and the whys and how this has happened. Yeah. So. Thank you again for being willing, being willing to do that. So why don't you start off by talking a little bit about what is troubling you or what you're finding challenging right now as it is related to dating. Welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and your day today. My name is Elizabeth and I am the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you are going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching. And that's when we aren't talking to experts. I am also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. So I was dating a guy, I don't know if I should say the word dating, because it was like four dates, um, but we had known each other for three years um friends colleagues met through the divorce community and i was helping out him out with his business um as a creative and he was with somebody so he just broke up with somebody in january and um he asked me out in the beginning of this month uh and I was hesitant because he's known me and he's known my stories with men. And I was like, I don't want to lose another friend, but I am attracted to him enough to want to see where this goes. So we started to see where it goes. And the first couple of dates and, and moments together were great. Um, but then I think like the second week I started to be like, why is he not texting me too? And this is frustrating me. And this is frustrating me. And I'm like, started to see that I was making little things out of nothing. And although the texting is important to me, there was other things too that were upsetting me that I feel like he wasn't being sensitive to. And I, my show, I storytell about my life in my show. 
I create content based on my dating. I roast the men that I date in my show. I do a lot of performers and comedians. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I say the Taylor Swift of comedy, a lot of female comics do stuff like that. Right. I mean, me me in particular, the roasting of my exes was like a part of my show. Now, granted, this guy's not an ex. I got annoyed. I did something on Instagram story where I said, I'm sick of this. I said, uh, you know, I said another edition of go F yourself to men. I said, this guy who's trying to contact me now sends me to undeliver. Well, I'm going to undeliver his balls to his face. Okay. So I clearly can't deliver anybody's balls to their face, but he's heard that. And he was like, frightened. Um, he knows me though. And I've never, ever been aggressive or anything. And I was kind of joking. I was also just mad. And I woke up the next morning. I was like, Ooh, he saw that. Like I could see that he looked at it and he doesn't really go on social a lot. So I don't know why I was doing that. I, I think I was doing it because I was mad, frustrated and wanted him to see it, even though I didn't want him to see it. I don't know. Also, he told me that his friend who he told about, he told his friend about me and his friend went on my Instagram. He, his friend went to one of my lives on TikTok or Instagram and heard me talking about him and I intimacy wise. Now, I, I don't know which one it was, but like I do talk on a daily basis on TikTok lives about my day to life and day to day life. And I might, I definitely ha- talked about it. Wasn't anything bad. So that's why I asked him like, well, I don't understand what I said that was wrong. And then I, I still don't know. So he said he felt, he felt like he was in the line of fire, didn't like it, felt like my trust issues with men. He, I forgot how, what he worded. Basically he's doesn't think we should go further anymore and that he's willing to be a friend because I was like hysterically crying on the phone when I heard this and I felt bad. Um, he said he was like willing to be friends or something like that. And maybe down the road, like we, we can like give it space. Um, I I'm really sad about it. Like I, I wish, I kind of wish he wouldn't throw me to the side because of this, but I'm sort of understanding why he's doing it. Okay. So thank you for us all for sharing that and being so honest with us. And it's, uh, so, you know, I, the first thing that came to mind when you started telling me about this, do you think that there was difficulty with the transition from you'd been friends for you said three years and so now you were transitioning from being friends to potentially being romantic partners right so there's a there's a there's a real shift in um level of communication frequency how you know there's so many things that changes it's not like you can in my opinion just start having sex and then suddenly romantic romantically involved and everything works out just fine you're still going to fall back on that friend pattern a bit so yeah you know I think again it would have been really lovely if when you first talked about the text messages if he had been a little bit more patient and understanding to that you know we're probably going through some growing pains here and we have to figure that out and talk about that that's what you ultimately want is some you know when the when the grievance if you will is brought up is that somebody says okay, I hear that. Let's talk about it. It doesn't mean they have to agree. It doesn't mean they have to comply, but this is worthy of a conversation for sure. Um, I think what would be valuable instead of sitting and just analyzing every little thing that was said and done, you know, ultimately he felt really uncomfortable with you sharing your life on the show, which is how you are. That's what you do. He did know that about you. 
I guess it hadn't occurred to him that he might be a target, which is probably what he felt like, or would be um, material, which is what he ended up being for you, right? Uh, I also think that that would have been worthy of a conversation. Yeah. Now, did you try to have that conversation with him? No, no, I did not have the conversation with him. Yeah, I was going to, but I didn't. I should have. And I am regretting that. And I'm very upset that I didn't because I I feel like I ruined it. So what would that conversation have looked like? Like, would it have been the, do you mind if I do this conversation? Is that what you... Yeah. Yes, I would. Hey, you know, I create content for the guys I date. How do you feel if I talk about you? Um, incognito, of course. Um, yeah. Should have had the conversation. Um, I did tell him, like I said, well, I don't really care. Most men end up hurting me anyway. So that's why I do it. Okay. I, I mean, that's kind of how I was thinking at the time. I was like, fuck, you know, sorry. Uh, you know, screw him. Who cares? Like, you're not. I like to say there is not made of gold. It's not curing cancer, like ease yourself up, mm -hmm. you know, like that's how I get very reactive right away when I feel like someone's not making it. And then I apologize and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. And like, I, I hate this cycle that I'm in. I hate it. Like it's a cycle and it, it goes for long periods of times without somebody in my life. And then I do it again. And this has happened now. Describe the cycle. Um, Describe the cycle. Um, so the cycle is I meet somebody I like, they can't give me what I need. I get I aggravated at them and I talk about them on my show. And then I get upset if they don't want to talk to me anymore or or they still don't want to be with me. I don't know if it's specifically, there was two guys before me. It was the producer and this other guy with uh, who was, uh, he's now a friend of mine, I guess you'd say. Um, he's definitely a friend of mine, but he was telling me, kept telling me, I don't want you to talk about me on my show because I'm a private person. And also I, so, so there it's happened again. It happened before and I don't listen. And then I do it again because I'm frustrated and I think they're manipulating me. Um, and, and how are they manipulating you? For example. Um, sorry, there's the fly still. <laughs> um, not manipulating me. I would say that I, I will, again, like I surround myself with other creatives and they've told me they're like, if any guy who's going to be with you has to understand that you're a comedian and that you're going to make fun of the stuff in your life. And it's part of your content. And if they can't understand that there's the door. And I have other people that say they don't have tough skin, but bye, bye get rid of them. But then I do understand. I don't want, I don't, I understand they don't want their personal information out there. I get that. Not personal, not personal, but they don't want the story they don't want to be the feature they don't want to be the feature and i've had men who have entered my life that don't care and they're like put me in all of it and i'm not attracted to them as much there was one guy that was like i want to be in one of your tiktoks and i was like he was very sweet but it, it the chemistry wasn't there yeah um, i had same guy that the producer has been in some of my content and after our falling out that's it but he was in it. He was in some of my content. Like we created sketches together. So um, I think with this particular case, I think everything is case by case. And I'm learning that I really need to walk in to a situation, being mindful that you, they need to have a, you have to have a disclaiming conversation, like a disclaimer conversation. Like, hey, yeah. Yeah. everything Absolutely. in my life goes on, the, uh, goes on the show. But if you don't want it, that's fine. And I should have done that with him in the beginning. And I'm upset that I didn't because I feel like this was going somewhere.
in the short amount of time we were talking, it was going somewhere. Now, if another couple of weeks have passed by and I kept getting, fr- I, I, I was continuing to get frustrated, that is something I would have had to say to him, like, look, if you can't do these things for me, I can't move forward. That would have been a healthier way to do it. Um, but back so do you, head, sorry, excuse me. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Bless you. So did you feel that part of the reason, like you were lashing out, you were getting him back for not honoring what you were trying to say about communication and texting and whatever, right? Yes. So, you know, it's interesting as much as it's part of your show, it's also your messaging to men in a way. Like it's your way of saying, pardon me? My coping mechanism. Yeah. I feel with making, like if I'm hurt by somebody, I heal through creating from that. And what's hard about it is that he was saying, great, but right as it's happening, it's hurtful to see. Fair. Um, Without me telling you how to do your content, I guess one way to avoid that as you're in a relationship with someone is, is, first of all, the conversation, but even things like this one time. So it doesn't have to be the current, because of course for him, what he's thinking is if we keep dating, people are going to know that I'm the yes. one. Who's fine. Yeah. Um, exactly. So there's probably ways of sharing stories, but being more mindful and vague, vague. It's actually the word that came to mind there. Yes. But ultimately yeah. though, I don't know that that's, I think the bigger problem is, I mean, I get that he was upset. I think the bigger problem is that he won't talk to you about it or continue seeing you and that how that's affecting you. And also how the original problem, which was the texting or lack of and lack of communication was troubling you as well and how you dealt with it. Those are really the bigger problems because those can repeat if you don't catch those, right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I I remember sitting after I remember sitting at his house or something and I'm going, do I really want this? Do I want this? Like, I don't know if I want this, not because of him, but because of what a relationship entails and the time it entails. And I remember thinking, just remember this when you feel like he's not texting you enough, like you're not even sure. So so there's a lot going on in my head. Um, and then when it fails, I'm like, no, but I do want it. And I'm like, but you just said you weren't even knowing, sure. Like, because I realize that it does take a long time for to some to build that kind of intimacy where you're not just rushing into it. Um, I also, I don't want to lose any friendship relationship we did have. And I'm fearful of that moving forward that he's going to read something like, no one's going to take what I've created so long to build and continue to build away from me. So if he's offended by something, then I'm sorry, that's not the what I'm trying to do. Uh, but I also don't want to be afraid. To, I don't want to be afraid to post things in fear that he's going to unfollow me or I, I, there's a lot going on in my brain, which is why I do want to speak with him again. We we already spoke on Monday. It wasn't like we need to speak again, but there's part of me that's like, this is driving me nuts now. Like, do I have to get his approval for things I post or what? Like, and the irony of this is 
I created content for his business. So this is like a whole weird thing. And um, I don't, I think for him, he's probably not even analyzing it like this. I think he's just like, he didn't like it. And that's it. He didn't like it. He told you and that was it. He was done there. I would like to speak with him again. I would wish he would give me a second chance on second chance to speak to him or second chance for the two of you. Um, I don't think we need to speak at the moment. I would yeah. like to say something to him and say, hey, do you think we could revisit this in a couple of weeks? I think we actually already said that, but I, I think I was so emotional the other day that I wasn't really sure what that meant, like as friends or as like, yeah, I do. I want to ask if we can revisit this again, because this, I don't, I mean, he could probably, you know, he might say no. Um, he could very well say no, because I have a feeling, I think you mentioned it in our on offline conversation about it. I, I definitely know that I triggered some past circumstances that made him feel like this is not good. She is because because we've confided in each other about things that I know. I, I think I'm, I'm, I think from what we've talked about in our past past relationships, he may have experienced a woman that reacted the way I had in the moment and caused him a lot of problems. You know, um, it is my experience both through actually mothering adult boys as well as just relationships that men, men want things to be fairly simple. Yeah. They don't think the way we do. And this isn't the criticism or any reference to their intelligence. They just don't think like we do. They don't jump all over the place. We are wired differently. And as soon as we think one thought, we think the next thought and then what? And then then what, what if this happens? We jump through all the scenarios. We jump all over the place. When something happens that feels uncomfortable or something that really matters to us, they just go straight line. You know, it's like, it's this, and then it's this, this follows this, that's it. It's like when you clean a house, okay? You want it, you want it, your house vacuumed really well and thoroughly, you ask a man to do it. Because if you, if he's going to vacuum, he's going to vacuum every square inch and corner of the, the room or the home that he's been asked to do it. And he will do it well. A woman will stop and pick up these books and she'll take them over there. And then she'll realize that she needs to do this and she'll go and do that. And then, oh shit, the laundry, I'm going to go do that. And she doesn't get back to the vacuuming for probably 35 minutes. And then she might not remember exactly where she stopped. So she'll get back to it somewhere else. That's, it's just a different way of thinking. It's not yeah. that we're not efficient. It's not that we can't do it well. And it's not that they are simple. It's just that we do things differently. And they show up like that in relationships as well. For him, it was really simple. You invaded his privacy. And that felt really, just did not feel good. Um, he wasn't able to deal with any other part of your issues at that point. Like, I don't like the way you communicate or, you know, you made me feel whatever, or even potentially, which I don't think either of you brought up, but having the conversation of how do we transition from being friends for all these years who hardly ever communicate to suddenly not being romantic partners who are being intimate, who I would like to communicate in a more regular basis because we've now crossed the line, right? We've entered into a different thing. It's just, he probably didn't even think of that. As soon as you said that, he probably like, like, oh, you mean you want to hear from me more often than you did before? Like it probably didn't really even occur. That's not exactly like how he would think. I just knowing him, I could put money on it. That's exactly what yeah. he would And I, you know, like with anything in relationships, it's all about how it's said. You know, 
a separate conversation just about communication with none of the other things having happened potentially could have gone really well, right? Or a completely separate conversation about how do I handle com my comedy show and our relationship could also gone really well had it happened in advance. Potentially even post, like after it happened, if that was the only thing, but there was other stuff that was going on with the two of you and you have history and knowledge of each other and friendship and it just all felt like too much for him. And then it came tumbling down on you. I wouldn't assume that he's feeling good about it. Um, I think a lot of people, it's like, oh, it seems to be okay. It's like, you don't know. Uh, that's how I assume it. I assume, I'm thinking about this often. I assume he's not even thinking about it. Of course he is. They're human beings. They have feelings just like us. Why do you think he was so upset that you that you shared about it? I I know, which is why... If he didn't care, he would not have gotten upset. Well, I know he cared. I just wish he, I, yes, I agree. I, I, I want to say something now. I know it's very soon to say something again. I've we just spoke on Monday, but I want to say something. I'd be like, please think about trying this again, because this is my, I am fully responsible at this point. I understand the effort thing on his end, but like, I know that this pattern is my issue and I really don't want, I did not want to mess this up at all. So take a big breath and just, I want to understand the pattern. I feel like I said this pattern you keep referring to. Roasting men that, that don't need oh, like, yeah. So he, he hurts you a little bit or doesn't show up for you the way you need to. And then you get afraid he's going to hurt you. So, I, so you yeah. slash first. Yes. And so the fact that you brought him up in your stories on Instagram, yes, you want him to see it, not see it. You were lashing out, right? Would you say that's true? Yeah. So since it's a pattern, why do you do it? Because I've been hurt by men many times. I'm sure you have. But you know that this hurts them. And I think you know that that doesn't help. It doesn't win you the guy. It doesn't win you the relationship to hurt them back. It right. just means, oh, if you're going to hurt me, I can hurt you. And so I can also. <sighs> yeah. If you want to break the pattern, where should you break it? Where do you break it? Where I, does I it stop? Or where do you interrupt the pattern? Where would be the best place for you to interrupt the pattern? to wait before i react yeah so he's hurt you like meet a guy like the guy now he's done something that's made me feel insecure unsafe uncomfortable whatever lack of communication for example right do i lash out no i talk to him i i tried uh when i uh, we had a conversation when I got back from Richmond about something that annoyed me that I don't want to share too much in depth on air about, but I can tell you offline. And I, I was feeling, feeling like, why would you say this to me before my show? That's very insensitive, but I didn't want to tell him on the phone. So I told him after we talked about it and it was nice. Mm. And that was the one thing that we had spoke of before we went out was that I said, I don't want to lose a friend. I can get very emotional and very reactive. He's like, I know, but I know how to talk you off the ledge. I said, that's true. And um, 
I think, you know, first of all, I think you should wait. That's just my opinion. This is not some kind of like professional advice or like, you know, I it's just my opinion that just let him calm down. Three days isn't a whole lot. Let yeah. him give him more time. Um, and then when you reach out to him, you can wait until you have it sorted and you're not as emotional about it. Like it's just, you know, where you can present and you can apologize correctly, kind of meaning you simply apologize. The thing with apologies that people so often do is like, I'm really sorry I did that, but I did it because you did this. And then the no, apology- yeah, I don't want that. I want yeah, to just- They, they just evaporate. So it has to be a completely separate, like I am sorry for airing our relationship and problems of the day on air before we sort it out between us. And see, that's the thing. He knows who you are and he knows what you do. He was still in the throes of what had happened or what was going on between the two of you. And then boom, it was on air. I think, you know, the big difference is for anyone you date. And again, it would be a break in the cycle. That it, that you don't, you kind of disallow yourself from lashing out online. You wait until you've calmed down. And you can tell the story like three weeks from now. So this thing happened. And then this is how I, you know, I, and I'm going to say it in this super funny way. And this is how we sort it out. And this is, or whatever. But it doesn't have to be, this is what's happening right now. And I'm pissed. So I'm going to get on here and talk to you about it. Right? And that's what he said. He said and I think thing. there's a difference there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agreed very much. And actually, now I'm glad I'm hearing you, what you said. I, I was like thinking of messaging him tomorrow. This, this long, not this long thing, but I had written it out. And as you're talking about invading privacy, and I was like, maybe I should wait because yeah. like, that I think that the thought in my brain is he's done with me completely. I'm never going to get that chance to see where this would have gone. And he's going to immediately find the real person he's supposed to be with. And I'm just going to be all really sad and stupid. And you said something on the voice thread to, uh, to each other offline that was like something like it whatever's meant to be yours is not going to be taken away. And I've, I've heard that before. And sometimes feel like it's hard to hear that after you feel like, I personally feel this time that I definitely ruined, like, I don't want to say the word ruined it, but I definitely made a huge mistake. You know what? We're human beings and we make mistakes and you know what? Yeah. It, the, the, it was not the wisest thing that you've ever done. It was, it was not. <laughs> Even after you heard the cop story about the dating. <laughs> <laughs> it was not relationship nurturing. Okay. Um, because you didn't respect his boundaries or his feelings in that effort. And, and I think he needs to probably hear an apology from you where you're not. So here, here's, I heard, here's something I heard from a man once, which I thought was so valuable. He goes, he said the biggest beef he has with women when he's dating or, or women in a relationship actually wasn't about dating. It was about being in a relationship is if I express my feelings to her, if I've been hurt by her and I express my feelings to her, it inevitably becomes about me comforting her for how she reacts to me getting hurt by her in the first place. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so then she gets all devastated because she's hurt him. And now he has to make her feel good about hurting him because she's crying. So here you were trying to make it up to him and you were emotional on the phone. And I understand that. There's nothing wrong with that. You were emotional. You cared. This was important to you. You cried. But the last thing he wants to do is make you feel good because you hurt him. And he told you that. 
Right. So it has to get to a point where he's a little bit less hurt and where you can make it only about him. An apology about what happened online has to be about an apology for that. And that's it. I am sorry I did that. This is what I would have done differently in the future. I would like to do differently in the future if we have an opportunity to try this again. I understand I should have done this, this, and this. I am terribly sorry that I didn't handle it like that. Mm-hmm. End of conversation. Yeah. Like, that would make sense. Yeah. You're not allowed to dip into anything that happened before. It doesn't matter how much you've been hurt. No, yeah. Not, so it's not that it doesn't matter, but in that moment of an apology, it doesn't matter. An apology needs to be pure. And in, in my opinion, like this is, I just think people, when it comes to apologies, people need to learn to say, I am so sorry. I should not have done that. Right. Stop talking. So I love this. This is actually extremely helpful, super helpful actually to my anxiety too, because I kept thinking, well, if I message him, cause I just want to, I want to fix it right away. Like yes. I want this away right away. Cause my feelings every morning are not getting better. Uh, because I feel like you just blew something really good. That was happening. You idiot. Um, how so nice my, to say that to yourself. Okay, go on. <laughs> but I do, I'm thinking that a lot and I don't want to call myself an idiot, but I also know that like, like I can wait like another, like, well, okay. So how long do I wait? That's the other question. A week? Wait until you're calmer. Like until you're not crying just at the thought. Right? I cried a lot of thoughts, but yeah, maybe not on my period. <laughs> like I'm about my period right now. So I'm for example, bothered. right? And like at the time of recording this, we're sitting under a super emotional full moon. Yeah. This is not the time. It's just Mercury's in Mercury is in retrograde till September 15th. Well, I'm not sure that you have to wait till then. The thing with Mercury retrograde is all about communication, by the way, and how we communicate and we communicate wrong. And by the way, this particular Mercury retrograde apparently is about technology and screwing up in communication on technology. And what did you do, right? Unfortunately, unfortunately, you don't get to call them and say, now I know why I did it. It's that effing Mercury retrograde. You don't get to do that. But, (laughs) but what it's teaching you maybe is when there's a Mercury retrograde, I need to not take my relationships online, for example. And also right now you're emotional for a number of reasons. And this is not the time you just, it'll become about you. Yeah. Because he'll hear you crying. He'll hear how sad you are and he will feel that he has to say something or not say something or whatever, because of your emotions. It has to be about him. I, if, if at all possible, what I would suggest, like, hey, it'd be really nice to get together for a cup of coffee. Would you be open to that? And go somewhere and just, just say, I want to start off by saying, I'm sorry. Say your apology. Stop talking and say, okay, let's just enjoy our coffee. What if he says no? No to meeting you? Yeah. Then I just send him a message and say, well, I just um. If he says no to meeting you, I think I would be inclined to say to him just maybe why? Like not now or not ever. I think that would be probably be my question. Okay, okay, okay. This is it. 
I should right? have been recording this session so I can remember everything. Yeah, I'm recording it. You just have to listen. Oh, that's to great, it. That's great. This is so helpful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This okay. Didn't I was I was too anxious to even ask that because I was afraid he was going to say no. He might, but then yeah. like so maybe he'll say, "Look, just give me a little more time." But that's the thing. I'd wait so that the, like. Just say it. And you could even say, if he says, no, I need more time. You could just say, look, I, and that is what I've been trying to give you. I said, um, when would be a good time for me to reach out to you again? You could just ask that. Okay. And then you have to accept what he says. He's probably not going to say never, which I know is your fear. I, I think I'm also fearful because this is the other component. That's fine. I can wait. I'm fearful that... I have to post for my business on a day to day. And now I'm now the joy of creating is out and I want to create based on my feelings, not to put him down, but like of here, like stuff that is self-deprecating on myself. Yeah. Make it about you. And you can make it, you can make it. Right. Make it about me. I'm posting stand-up clips, but I, I do feel like, what if he looks at my stuff and is like, oh, she's so fucking annoying. I'm going to unfollow her. Like that's what that producer, although maybe that producer did it because, I was kind of making fun of them, but um, you I know, there's a big difference between saying something. And again, I'm not a performer or a comedian, but there's a big difference between saying, oh, I'm struggling today. My heart's hurting, blah, blah, blah. Here's me. I don't know, drinking extra coffee, eating too much. And there's a full moon. I don't know. Like, you know, you kind of sharing content about you and how you're dealing with that. Your heart's hurting. That's very different from going because a guy did this and because I did this to him. Now you're talking about your relationship again. Oh, right? Okay. Just talk about yourself. You can make oh. fun of yourself. Well, Hurt. I guess I, I would always put the, because of what a guy did and then. Yeah. My heart's hurting. Everybody understands why you don't have to talk anymore about the guy. Your heart's hurting. How are oh, you dealing with that? Yes. Girl, you're good. <laughs> Do I get some kind of like royalties for that? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, I feel we need to put you on the, we need to, we need to get you on Divorce Diary Show podcast and then have another, no, this is amazing. I mean, this is really helpful. I, I definitely, I think, I think ultimately I don't want to lose him. Um, Whether that's a friend. And I thought about that. I'm like, are you going to care if it's just as a friend? And I, I don't want to lose him as a friend. I don't want to lose having us stay connected. Um, so there's that. And then there's also the possibility of that. I could, I ruined the potential of us to go further in a really nice relationship. Um, but I know that overall, I just don't want to lose the friend in him. You know, and I think either way, whether it's a romantic relationship or just a friendship with him, there's some trust that's been lost. He doesn't trust you in in a certain certain way. I think once you've had the apology conversation and not necessarily on the same day, depending, unless you get into a big conversation where it seems right, is to have a trust conversation. And it's to it's to say, like I, I understand I overstepped huge and I will be asking your permission if I was ever to share anything again. And if you say nothing at all, then that's the way it is. Because yeah. trust is everything. He doesn't have to be discussed. The thing is, like I said, you can talk vaguely about these things. Like, like I just suggested to you about your feelings can be talked about and made fun of and be incredibly relatable 
without you bringing him into the conversation. So yes, and I, I talked, I agree. I talked with him before we got off the phone on Monday about a, a clip from my standup that I did. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that's fine. That was based off what he did. I said, was based off men not texting and being bad multitaskers. Are you going to get upset about that? And he's like, he's like, no, I, 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 that's fine. I, I think that I'm going to fear though. He's going to do something where he thinks at the end of the day, if he wants to take it to that level, there's only so much I could do. I am definitely not posting things that are blatantly going to make fun of him or anything. And I am definitely going to be weary. I just, I, this has happened a couple of times now, and I am knowing that this is not the person I, I don't want to hurt anybody, but this person I don't want to lose, even at the smallest friendship, colleagueship that we had. Um, unless like, like, again, like I sometimes do this thing where it's like, oh, but you're going to fuck me over like that and not, and ignore me. Well, fuck you. And now I'm roasting you. Like, that's what I tend to do. <laughs> I go that Italian Edie Falco Tony Soprano's wife route. Okay, so why is it that you need to hit back? Why does that make you feel good? Uh, because they're hurting me. Yeah, but why? I get that. They hurt you. Does hurting them back make you feel better? Other than in the moment? In the moment, I get, but... In the moment. In the moment. Yeah. What would be a different way for you to get rid of the feelings probably, around someone hurting you? Probably, probably ignoring them is probably more of an insult than putting them in the act. Yeah, but, then they really mean nothing, right? Or, or, or time goes by. Like I've had people say to me, wow, I connect with that character. That somebody did that to me too. So that is always something that drives me to build from it. Um, it's a lot having to do with connecting with other people too, but like right at this very moment in time, I know I've been working hard at building my social media content to match, to getting bigger views, to getting, I have a YouTube channel that's growing. So all that stuff is in my head and I'm like, so what now I can't use anything I just shot. Like you just talk yeah. about you, Michelle, yeah. Yeah. make it about you that when people say to you, I could really relate to that. What they're relating to is you, the things that you are saying about your experience with this person or with dating or with sex or with relationships or with whatever they're relating to you. They don't know the other person because you're not using names and they don't know them. They're relating to you. I listened to a, a funny skit thing today. Um, he was talking about driving. And how when you're driving in traffic, you hate traffic. When you're sitting in the, on a highway and you're sitting in bumper to bumper traffic. But when you're on the other side of the highway, you are sitting there going, look at me. I'm just driving and you guys are sitting in traffic. And he goes, even though you know how miserable that is, you're loving sitting and looking at it. To the point he goes, where I'll wake up my wife so she can see it. That's how exciting it is to be the one moving and not sitting, right? But the the reason I bring it up is because what he's doing, he's still just talking about himself. He's talking about what he's thinking. He's talking about how he's relating to it. He's, he's talking about how deviant really our thinking can be and how like we revel in other people's misery. But he's not talking about anyone other than himself. He's being general and he's talking about what he's thinking. And everybody related to it. Everybody laughed because we've all done that. Oh, look at you guys. Oh, look how long it is. 
oh, wow, you're still sitting. Oh, you're going to be in there for hours. Like we all do that. Thank God it's not happening over here. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. So you can do the same thing. It's like, oh God, here I go again. I've been ghosted again. Or, you know, who else here is tired of not being texted back? But yeah. you don't have to necessarily say the guy I'm dating right now. Pissed no, me. yeah. That's, that's the part that doesn't have to be there. No, I agree. And I think, I think I'm now just so overly thinking about it, but I agree. I said, just don't go on the lens with anything he's done specifically. And you go with it. There's, there is, um, it's just, I have, yeah. Ha and I have to, I have to bring it to me right now. Cause I think there's some, there, there is beauty in the pain of yeah, material. In the self-sabotage uh, you know whatever you want to call it. like I did it I saw a video of a guy running off the the subway tracks and I was like oh this is like every guy after the first date with me <laughs> like something like that exactly like, exactly like that's perfect that's about you but he's still making it about you right yeah. and um and I think it's and there is so much learning for you in pain and there's so much learning and benefit to others from hearing about you and your pain because people can relate and that's who ultimately who they want to connect with is you so make it a make the show about you these are your diaries a woman 41 new york dating like welcome to well the shit show or divorce diaries welcome <laughs> to divorce diaries and the shit show yeah uh, yeah no that makes sense and i'm I'm, I'm feeling, I've, yeah, I've, I feel that energy too, where my gut was like, I think you should wait because I was like going to do it tomorrow. So I'm glad that you validated that feeling because I was like, everything's feeling funky. Even like I was telling you before we started recording with work, I'm getting all these messages and all these things are like all over the place. And I canceled a contract with a, a, a producer who's also a friend last week. So I had to end that. And it, there's a lot of shifts, whereas I'm, I am dealing with a lot of emotional stuff and I don't, I want to fix it. I don't want to make it worse. So, and so ultimately the, the way that this is going to work, whether you with him or not is to be good with yourself. So often when we go through th things like this, you're very focused on him, forgiving you, him being okay with it. You apologizing to him, you making it okay with him while you're waiting for that opportunity, start by making it okay with yourself. You have to start forgiving yourself for doing it. And understanding that lashing out and hurting someone doesn't take your own pain away. Um, it's much easier to resolve, okay, he's hurt me. So instead of lashing out, I'm actually going to talk to him about that he's hurt me. And then we're going to resolve that. And then you learn about him and whether this relationship has any kind of future. Because if he's not willing to help you and talk you through the stuff that hurts you, and he's no good for you anyway. Like, that's not good enough, right? So start by forgiving yourself, Michelle, for what you did, for your pattern, and start really thinking about how you can break the pattern regardless of whether it's him or someone else, because it's a pattern. You need to break the pattern. And you decide right. where you're going to interrupt it, how you're going to do it, and don't get mad at yourself for what you've done. You've done it, and there's a reason Make sure you understand the reason you're honest with yourself, which I know you are. And just start thinking about, okay, well, something else I can do to soothe that feeling. Like when I get really angry and upset, how can I soothe myself? So I don't right. do that. Right. hundred percent. Okay. That makes sense. And then the other part I just want to 
quickly get into as well is an anxiety. Anxiety is an alarm in your body. It's your body saying something bad's happened or going to happen. So alert, alert, alert. Like it's it's an alarm going off in your body that is it comes from a place of fear of pain, emotional pain, physical pain, whatever it is. We were originally granted this wonderful feeling of anxiety to alert us to like a saber-toothed tiger coming to attack us and to like make us be heightened, reactive, so we could get out of danger quickly. That's why we have anxiety, the, the capacity for anxiety. And now we experience anxiety over relationships and all these other things that are not life-threatening, right. yeah. but they feel life-threatening. That's the thing. The right. alarm actually puts your body in the complete state of like fight or flight. So you rush to fight. Like, you're going to do that to me. I'm going to hammer you right back. You're killing that tiger, but you're not killing a tiger. And what, and I know this isn't easy, but again, it's just something you can start asking yourself is why is my alarm going off? Like, instead of thinking, oh, here comes my anxiety. I'm just an anxious person that's hereditary and all that. I'm not saying it isn't, but what if you could stop it? What if you could go, okay, why am I alarming right now? Like, what is the alarm telling me? What is it that I'm afraid of right now? What is it that I'm afraid of right now? Why is the anxiety like whoosh, doing this? Well, I know one of the reasons I know one of the things is um, the anxiety I get with this kind of stuff is finding out something that's they're they're not into me. Okay. Not me. So it's a fear of rejection. Oh, yes. Huge fear yeah. of rejection. So, so I find in most cases, and this is even true for when marriages break up and people are like, I'm so hurt because my ex did this to me, like cheated or whatever so my ex did this to me and therefore I'm in terrible pain and therefore I cannot heal right like okay so I get that your ex did that to you and that that felt like crap no question you know I went through betrayal and all that but ultimately the wound that was ripped open when I found out about his affair was my lack of self-worth that's why it really really hurt somebody does that to you you know somebody you don't care about somebody who isn't allowed into your heart whatever but somebody who's been allowed into your heart does that to you. It rips open an old wound for, like I said, that was mine. So yours is fear of rejection. Where does it come from? Where's the old wound? Oh, I've read about this too, before that you're saying this, the lack of the rejection. I don't know. I mean, I had loving parents. Um, I don't know. I really don't so, know. And again, like we could sit here and talk for three hours. And I'm sure you had loving parents. I had loving parents as well. Um, but my mom was very critical of me. And it was just the little things that she would say and comparisons that she would make between my sister and I or different treatment between my sister and I that for me was received as I'm not as good as my sister. I'm not as worthy. It wasn't how she intended it or meant it, but it's how I received it. And that's what matters. So... As a child, your parents loved you. Of course they did. But maybe they rejected you in some way. And maybe they didn't. Maybe it was someone else later on. Yeah, I think that, um, so I'll say, I'll say no to the parent. Well, there is, there's no, I would say that the, my family was, was the one, especially my dad and my mom were like, always pushing me to overcome circumstances. But the rejection part came around um a lot of insecurities when i was in elementary school or middle school and like not you know i just remember a lot of that happening 
with um like i'm not gonna get this sounds kind of silly but it's like no, i just no don't think that just tell me i wasn't gonna get the best looking guy the crush on fifth grade that everyone had a crush on was not gonna pick me and he didn't and like all those kinds of things i mean the irony of the fear of rejection is that i became an actor so i don't know there's other certain things uh, i can't talk about on air anymore yeah. that has to do with maybe why I get that. I don't know though. Maybe we can talk offline about it because it's definitely it's something I think about. Um, I also the self-love or the self-worth thing plays a lot of roles too in things, but it's, you're the thing is, and this is the work that I do with my clients, is like let's find the original wound. And I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychotherapist, and I'm not going to spend time with you on your childhood. Right, right. But the thing is just, it's like, just, it's such value to, to understand where the wound is, like where it came from, because then when the anxiety comes, you can kind of like, this is, this is the ideal scenario. Here goes my alarm. What is it that I'm worried about? It's usually because of fear of rejection or a lack of self-worth. What is it that I'm worried about losing right now? What is it that I'm worried about? You know, somebody rejecting, like what, where is that? And if you can identify, it's like, wait a second, I see it. Okay, that, and that's not going to happen. Take a few deep breaths. I'm not going to be rejected. That's not what this is about. This is just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just allowing yourself to go, okay, this is not so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some things that have happened, but they were later on, like when I was in an early, like a late teen. Oh, that matters. All of those things matter. They all matter. And they all pile on top of each other and they don't get dealt with and they get pushed away. And then... And then yeah. you have a divorce. You want to talk about rejection, right? Like, I mean, I wanted the divorce, but I know that the reason why I stayed was a big part of the fear of rejection from other yeah. men. So, and then the other thing, which I just, because um, I'm going to wrap it up for us today, but I want you to pay attention to, because this is also, I do a lot of work with my clients, um, helping them learn about themselves and where all this comes from through their chakras. And I don't know how much you know about That's that. Okay. So, I want you to start paying attention to when you're thinking about, for example, this, this man who, you know, who just kind of walked in and then walked out of your life again, um, just recently, like where in your body, do you feel it when you think about potentially not being with him or when you think relive for the umpteenth time, what happened between the two of you, where in your body, do you feel it? Well, initially I wanted to go here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, but my anxiety always rise in my stomach. So I, I guess I would go like with up, my- Up here in your stomach or below your belly button? Like I initially want to say here, but then yeah. I always feel anxiety right here. Okay. So this is obviously your heart center, which is where we feel relationships and love, love for others, but also love for ourselves. Right. right? So that's, so you definitely have, you know, there's something going on here. This is where our confidence, our self-esteem, our identity- mm -hmm who we are, our ego. So this is where the work is for you. Those two places, those two chakras. So your solar plexus and your heart. Band-aids on them. Yeah. This is so amazing, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Well, it was, it was fun to talk to you. And I think, I think that my listeners would really find value in some of the questions I've asked you and, and just some, you know, again, something for them to think about as well. So I really appreciate you being open and being willing to let me do this with you because, you know, it's a more public forum. So, um, but thank you so much for being part thank of it. Thank you so much. This was amazing. I feel, 
I'm like, my wheels are turning and not, they're not turning. Like I'm running. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, it does. And I'm really glad that that's how you feel. That's good. That's a good thing. Thinking, learning, right? Yeah. Not reacting. Well, well, we'll have to update everybody one day on what happened. <laughs> I'll definitely update you online on the advice you gave me of what to do next. That'd I'm be amazing. Good. Okay. We'll end our call here. Thank you again. That was so much fun for me. Um, fun meaning that it, this is truly what I love doing. And I feel so grateful to Michelle for, you know, opening herself up to us and allowing me to kind of go through this coaching session here with all of you present. And what a pr privilege for us really to get some insight into, you know, the world of dating and how it feels to feel rejected and to feel that maybe you've done something to cause an end of something that could have been you know it's something we all go through i think at some point in our lives and you might be going through that now or something similar or something completely different but still struggling and i just want to you know remind you that there is there are people who can help you i am one of them if the way that I worked with Michelle today does not resonate with you. There's other wonderful people you can work with. But I think the, the big thing here is that it really helps to talk to someone, someone who's completely outside of the picture. You know, your girlfriends are great. They will help you and support you and have a glass of wine with you and all of those things. But when you really want to work through something and learn from an experience and understand the experience fully and your part and what it meant and all of those things, then I really recommend working with a professional, whether it is a therapist, if you feel that you need more therapy because of maybe trauma from the past or something like that, or a coach, if you're more focused on moving forward and uh, kind of gaining some steps and being able to talk to someone who's going to communicate back, who's really going to kind of offer an opinion or suggest some strategies you know, as a coach, I'm a lot less restricted by a college and rules, meaning that I can take a much more holistic approach, which is what makes me love what I do so much. You heard me talk about the chakras, for example, and you might not have expected that in the coaching session about dating, but this is how I work with my clients. If they don't like that, which by the way, I've never met one who doesn't, but if they don't, of course, we don't have to do that. But it is a really different way to access learning and information and wisdom in our body. And that's just one example. So here's my suggestion to you. If this call, this episode resonated with you, if you're thinking you'd like to work with me, um, there is information in the show notes on how you can do that to coaching packages, but also feel free to email me and ask questions. Um, I'm open to answering anything and let's, let's get you the help you need decide that today is the day you take a step forward and maybe that step is setting up a session with me maybe that step is setting up some time with someone else um, maybe that step is I don't know something else but if you feel aligned with the things that I talked about today and my approach or even if you just enjoy these episodes and resonate with my way of thinking I'd love to help you so let me know if you'd like to work with me or even if you just like to talk about working with me I'm here for that conversation and until next time, I wish you a great day and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you again soon.